Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands, thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. What up, bitches? Welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I am Francesca Amber, your host who feels fully restored, replenished, renewed, recycled? No, from her two-week break. Honestly, well, I say fully restored. We are currently midway through the Easter holidays and that shit tries to kill me every year. But um, for some reason, I thought it'd be a good idea to take four children to soft play yesterday by myself. It was not a good idea. I don't have four eyes. Um, It was quite horrendous. Anyway, that break, I'm telling you, it did me the world of good. And what's frustrating about it is I really let myself reach almost breaking point before I was willing to take that break. Despite the fact that in the book club, we have read several books by several people who are a hell of a lot wiser than I am saying, 
rest is productivity. Rest is essential. You need a fucking rest. You need a fucking break. And I saw this thing on Instagram the other day. It said, you got to eat what you cook. You have to eat what you cook. I can't be telling people a rest is really good for you. Live cyclically. Um, you know, respect what your body needs, but then be working myself to the goddamn bone. And I forgive myself for that because I recognise that I was still very much in a fight or flight mode from, to be honest, the pandemic. I've still got a pandemic hangover from losing all my income and thinking that I was going to be on the streets with three children. So I just had not got out of that hustle mindset. Um, But now I've taken that break. It really has opened my eyes to how productive a break can be and how restorative it can be and how much I fucking needed it. What's wild is quite often I feel like I'm swimming against the current and I often feel not resentful, yeah, a little bit resentful (laughs) of people in my industry that have so much time and energy to spend on their business when they don't have children to look after or whatever. And I feel like, oh God, like trying to do it all, trying to be a present and fun mum and do all the things and still be a good friend and still be a good daughter and a good sister and a good podcaster and still make money and do all the things. It feels like I'm constantly swimming against the current and it feels like time was running out and it felt like just shit wasn't on my side. That's how I felt. And what's wild is so many of the things that I really wanted to achieve in my business have just magically happened during my break. Like when I haven't even been trying, like things have just come. So I literally, like one of the things I wanted to do was to meet more people that were like-minded and in this industry that I could kind of network with and do different things with. And during my break, I went down to London. I went to this incredible ancestral mother's circle at Shoreditch House. Fuck me. Fuck me. It was real. This woman, Linda, runs it. And she was wild. I cried so much It was like somebody had opened a floodgate. I met so many incredible women that day, a woman that does EFT on Instagram, all these different people. And it was incredible. Um, One of the people there actually asked me to speak at their event. So I went down to London and I did my first ever public speaking at a mother's meeting, which was incredible. And there I met a woman who later messaged me and said, I'm a TV producer. I can help you with stuff with TV. I was like, oh my God, fucking amazing. I met other women who would be incredible to work with in the future. I also met somebody else who said, I plan events. I'd love to help you plan an event. And I'm like, oh my Lord, this is literally like all the stuff that I've been wanting to happen. And then I got asked to come and speak at an event, like my first paid speaking gig, which was another thing that I wanted to tick off my list this year. That's just happened. Um, I wanted some really incredible, amazing guests on the podcast. And I literally have about five lined up um, and they are all super in alignment with the stuff that I want to talk about, the things that I want to share with you guys. And I've even got new products coming out, things that I'm really passionate about, kind of an extension to the subliminals, but something a little bit different. So I just feel not angry at myself because I was doing the best with what I knew, all that jazz. But I feel a little bit annoyed myself that like all of this stuff was there ready for me. Like, remember, we don't attract abundance to us. It's always there. 
the possibilities are always there. They're always all around us. It's just we often are so busy in our thoughts and busy in our life that we don't open our eyes to them. So I promise myself from this day forward, I shall never feel, she says, um, I shall never feel too overwhelmed and too stressed and too in a rush to notice that everything comes to me at the perfect time. All of the opportunities are already there. I just need to be open to receiving them. Anyway, I've waffled on about my break for long enough. Today, I want to talk about having a little bit of a wealth shakeup. So quite often we learn stuff and I learn a lot of tools about wealth creation and, and money mindset and all that kind of stuff in some of the books we did in the book club. And at the time you're like, oh my God, this is incredible. I've applied it for a month and fuck it out, my income's doubled or whatever. But then over time, life kind of gets in the way. Maybe the children are off school, you go on holiday or you've got a big project or whatever. And before you know it, you kind of let some of these things slip to the wayside. And something that I found myself getting into recently, and I love to be as honest with you guys as I can, is I found myself getting into a really negative state of mind over the last maybe like month or so. With a situation, and I can't really talk about it because I guess it's kind of like a legal situation now, I don't really know, but somebody that has owed me money for quite a long time um, is is basically not really paying it. Like they're, they're doing everything they can to falsify things and just so they don't pay it, right? And I found myself getting into a real funk about it and just being like, this isn't right. This isn't fair. And what I realized was that was just bringing my vibe down on a daily basis. I was letting it annoy me on a daily basis. And of course, that is not good for your own money mindset. And so one of the things I did on my break was I was like, I am going to have a little wealth shakeup. I'm going to revisit some of the things that we learned in those books. I'm going to revisit some of my favorite tools for just refreshing that energy and refreshing that space and allowing more to come in. And of course, I love doing it around wealth because your girl loves to be wealthy, okay? So here are my top six or seven. I can't decide whether it's going to be six or seven. It depends on how much time we've got. Um, tips for giving yourself a little wealth shake up. So number one is to identify your wealth corner in your house or your room if you just have a room. According to Feng Shui, according to the nine bagwas of your home, you've got to get your iPhone compass out, check it out and find out where your wealth corner is. So in my old house, my wealth corner was always perfectly set up and I had a chair in front of it because, which I'm not sure is actually great feng shui, but with young children, I couldn't just have it out like on view because they'd be like fucking my shit up. Okay. So in my old house, it was all situated, but in my new house, I have lived here three months now and I still haven't done a lot of the feng shui work on it. So I got out my little floor plan of my house and I figured out with the compass where my um, wealth corner is and you can find this online you can find this we did a whole book on it in the book club called happy home it's fucking incredible if you want to go back and listen to any of the books at any time I highly recommend happy home it teaches you how to turn your entire home into a 3d vision board and I'm here for it I'm fucking here for it so anyway here's what I did so I found my wealth corner and I found this is such bad feng shui so it had 
in this corner for some bizarre reason. It's in my sitting room, kind of behind my sofa, just kind of a corner under the TV. It's kind of overlooked. And there was a Christmas present that I bought for Bohemia. And I was very emotional at Christmas because it's the first Christmas that she was not going to be with her sisters. And I felt really guilty about it. And I felt really bad about it. And I overcompensated by buying her more presents than she needed. And at the last minute, I bought her, what do you call them? Like one of those hoverboard type things. Like it goes backwards and forwards. I can't really describe it. Um, I bought her one of those with this attachment that's like a cart and it was like a really big present, right? In fact, it was probably the most expensive present I bought her. But because I bought it at the last minute, I couldn't put the thing together. And basically it sat in a box. It's never been used. In fact, I don't think she even knows what it is because she's just never used it. We've never, we've never had it out. That in itself is terrible money feng shui to have spent that amount of money on something and have it sitting in a box. So the first thing I did was like, this has to go. I'm going to put it away in the utility room until her birthday. And then I'm going to get someone to put it together for me and I'm going to charge it up and it will be her main birthday present. Energetically already, that feels so much much better. I don't want my children to be spoilt. I don't want to waste money because I honour my money. And that felt so great having a plan for this item now rather than it just sitting in the corner of the living room. So I hoovered out this corner because it's really important to make sure it's all clean, hoover and dust that shit. And what I did was I placed a plant here. So plants are great for wealth corners because they symbolize growth. And of course, you want your wealth to grow. So I put a nice uh, fiddle leaf fig here in like a wicker basket. And this kind of had a double, um, not a double meaning, like a double, what's the word? A double use because not only is growth great for your wealth corner but if you have young children you don't want to be putting your wealth bowl with crystals where children can see it because they will fuck your shit up I'm telling you they'll be chucking the crystals all over the gaff there'll be coins on the floor that's not good for your wealth corner or your children so I put a plant in front of it so that they basically can't see what's behind and want to get to it because my children all are obsessed with crystals so put a plant there for that reason then I put down a mirrored tile. So if you can put your wealth bowl on a mirrored tile, it reflects the amount of wealth that is in the bowl. Does that make sense? So this kind of echoes throughout Feng Shui. Um, a real wealth creating area of your kitchen is like your hob, your stove. And if you have a mirror behind it, it doubles the amount of rings that you can see. And so it doubles your wealth. And I have mirrored tiles in London, gold mirrored tiles. When I heard that, I was like, yes, she is getting wealthy. So put a, a mirror underneath. You can literally get these tiles on Amazon for like a pound each, or I think Ikea do them too. And then you want to choose a cute little bowl to be your wealth bowl, a bowl that you look at and you're like, that is gorgeous. Now, mine is red on the inside. It's actually from Frankie and Benny's. Bo accidentally took it once. It's a whole story. They said we could keep it. But it's red inside because red is the color of wealth in China. So, or luck, wealth, and I think it's both wealth and luck. So, if you can choose a red bowl, that is all the better. 
Now, inside the bowl, I placed my crystals that are great for wealth building. Now, these are pyrite, you know, fool's gold. I actually bought a massive one of these in London the other week. It's beautiful. And I'd love to have it out on show. But for now, I just have it actually in my wealth corner because I want it to do its goddamn job. Um, I also put a jade heart in there, green adventuring, rose quartz. Now, rose quartz is actually good for manifesting money and wealth. It's not just for love. And also selenite and citrine. Citrine is often called the merchant stone. So if you are, I guess, so many of us are really merchants, aren't we? We sell our wares. And so these are all great crystals to have in there. I also have a lucky Chinese coin and I have a couple of two pound coins as well. And just, I think I have a few diamonds in there as well. So basically that is it. That is my wealth corner. You could write a list of affirmations as well and place them under the bowl. Um, you could write a set of financial goals and place them under the bowl. You could, if you have your framed 50 pound note, like so many of us do, or your £20 note, um, you could have that in your wealth corner. I have mine above my front door so that I see it every time I go in and out of my house, but you can have it in your wealth corner. Basically, make your wealth corner feel and look as amazing as you want and do it intentionally. Whenever I do these practices, I always I'm almost like hoovering and clearing out thinking, fucking hell, this is going to boost me. Like this is supercharging me. So I really do everything like that with real intention. The second thing I did, number two, is to clean my purse out. And this is going to sound odd, but use it, use it, use it, use it. So I have recently been dragged into 2023 by my very glamorous assistant, Jay. You'll know Jay. He's one of my book club bitches. And he got me Apple Pay on my phone because, yes, I'm such a technophobe that I did not have Apple Pay on my phone. And what I find with that is I now quite often go out without my purse or I haven't opened my purse in a long time. And when I looked in it, oh, lordy, lordy, I had loads of receipts in there. I had loads of like cards, business cards. I mean, who has business cards anymore? All these business cards. I just had loads of shit in there and it weren't doing me vibe no good. So in Feng Shui, we often talk about, you know, your front door. For some reason, in the countryside, so many people don't use their front door. I have no idea why, but Lincolnshire is like nowhere I've ever been before in my life. Nine times out of 10, people do not use their front door. My mum doesn't use their front door. My sister doesn't use their front door. It's incredibly important to use your front door. This is where all of your good energy comes in. And it's likewise for your purse. It's good for your purse to be used and for it to not just lay stagnant. So I took a disinfectant wipe because God knows how many places that purse has been and I gave it a really good clean and then I completely emptied it out Marie style. The great thing about emptying it out completely is you only put back in what you really, really need. So I took everything out. I got rid of all of the receipts. I kept the ones that I need to keep for my accounts or whatever. And then I just put back what I truly needed, which was honestly just a couple of cards. Then I put all of my cash in except two and one piece. We don't need that shit around here. Put those in Bo's little piggy bank. And then I always put in a lucky Chinese coin and a pyrite crystal in there too. And I have to say, it felt so much better having done that. And I do make sure that even though I can use Apple Pay, I take my purse into stores every now and then and I actually take my cards out physically and use them. 
We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you. Like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. Number three is that this is something you should regularly do as well, right? Is to go through your subscriptions and your direct debits and your standing orders and have a little clear out. Regularly do this because you would be amazed at the things that you sign up to, maybe when you're drunk or you're just like, this is a great idea. And then you're paying monthly for this fucking bullshit that you don't want. So I went through and really assessed what I needed to be paying for. Um, if you have an Apple iPhone, you can go into your, um, is it like settings? You go into settings and then it's got like subscriptions and it's all of the apps that you've agreed to pay for. And there were a few little ones on there. Like before I discovered Stardust, which is the most incredible app for tracking your cycle and tracking the moon, I was paying for this far less superior app called Moonly. It was like £3.50 a month or something and I didn't need that shit. So it felt really energetically great to be honouring my money and going through being like, no, don't need you. No, don't need you. Get rid of those apps that you don't need to be paying for and those subscriptions that you do not need. Ask your friends if you can double up on any subscriptions. Me and my family tend to do that with um, Spotify and Netflix. One person pays for the Spotify, one person pays for the Netflix. It all works out real well for everyone. Number four is to track your income. Now, this is such a tried and true uh, method tool, whatever you want to call it, for increasing your income. But personally, being real, I fucking hate it. I hate tracking my income. I can't figure out what it actually is every day. So what I do is I just track like the bottom line. Like I just check my bank account every single day and I'm like, okay, cool. That's how much there is. Now, because I hate tracking my income, I decided instead to get clear on a financial situation that is not clear. So the reason that we track our income and why so many money mindset um, teachers tell us to do this is because so many of us are not clear about our financial situation. We don't know how much we're earning. We don't know how much we're spending. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. So that's why they say to do it. But for me, what really felt better to me and less of a strain on my fucking mental bandwidth is just to get clear on a situation that was kind of bothering me. So I recently took my London flat back and I decided to have a company professionally like Airbnb it for me because your girl ain't got time to be changing fucking sheets and fixing, I don't know, kettles. So I've got this great local manager. He's amazing. Love him. This great company and they basically do everything and they take about 50% of the money and I I basically do nothing. I just block out the days I want to go down there and that's it. It's amazing. But I realised after a month or so, I was like, I don't know 
how or when they actually pay me. I vaguely remember giving them my bank details, but I haven't seen any money come in for this and I really am not keeping any kind of track on it. And that didn't feel right to me because I didn't want this situation to linger on and on. So it was basically a situation of calling the guy and being like, can you just really clarify this for me? And I put it into my diary of when I should be getting paid so that I can just check my bank account and make sure that everything is running smoothly. And that felt like a really highly symbolic thing to do to really get clear on that situation and really honor my money and say, this is an asset. This is, you know, the biggest asset I own. I should really be honoring this by being clear about what I'm being paid and that it's all working out fine. So look in your life. Where is an unclear situation in your finances? What are you not sure about? Is it your pension? Is it your bonus at work? Is it your commission scheme? What is it? What are you not 100% clear on that you could really clarify to get more familiar and intimate with your wealth? Okay, number, I've lost track of the numbers. I think it's number five is, this is kind of similar, but it's also not, is to rectify any negative money situation in your life. So when I say any negative money situation, it could be something as simple as upgrading something that makes you feel poor. Is there something in your house? Could it be your underwear? Could it be your bed sheets? Could it be your front door that never opens and closes properly? Could it be your oven that's broken? Is there something that you could upgrade that makes you feel poor? It's a negative money association for you. Or is it something more directly to do with money that makes you feel a negative thought about money on a regular basis? So I'll tell you mine and this might give you a little bit of an idea of what yours could be. So when I was doing some money mindset work a couple of months ago, I decided that one of my goals was to try and pay my mortgages off as soon as possible and to put any excess money I have into paying off my mortgages. Now, I know, I know if Rich Dad, Poor Dad, whatever his name is, Robert, is his name Robert, was listening to this, he'd be saying, no, it's all wrong. But he also is not a single mother with three children to look after. And for me, my home means my security. So for me, that's a really important thing to do. So I called up my mortgage companies and I was like, I want to pay the maximum off per year that I can. Like I want to take my monthly payments up as much as I can, because I think you can only pay off a certain amount every year anyway, before you start to get charged. And I ain't being charged. That's not good for my money mindset. And so I put this really positive action into place. It felt really good to do that. It felt like I was building my wealth. I was being responsible. It felt like a great action to take. But of course, I forgot something vital. So my mortgages obviously come out of my personal bank account and I pay myself like a a weekly salary into my bank account. But all of a sudden, my money was just disappearing and I was like going into my overdraft and I realised it was because obviously I've like increased these mortgages to their maximum, but I'm still paying myself the same amount. And so I would often look at my bank account and be like, oh shit, I've got no money in there again. Oh my God. And, And even though I know it's just... It's just a a cash flow issue. It's the fact that I haven't upped it from the other end. 
it was really making me feel like I was in a a negative money mind space. And I felt a real feeling of lack and like, oh my God, I should be cutting back. There isn't enough money in my account. And so it sounds really simple, but just going back and amending how much I pay myself is going to completely rectify that issue and make me feel abundant again. Not like I'm going to look at my bank account with fear and be like, oh my God, I'm in my overdraft. I better quick sort that out. So can you think of a situation in your life where that would apply to you where you could do something that would stop a negative money situation that often comes up and makes you feel poor. Okay, number six, I believe, is to take a highly symbolic action. This is something I like to do a couple of times a year if I can. And when I say a couple, I genuinely mean like once or twice a year. This isn't something that you have to do every single month and constantly be pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Like this is just something you can do occasionally. Um, My last highly symbolic action, like I say, was at the beginning of the year when I increased my mortgages. My highly symbolic action for, I guess, springtime is I'm going to get a pension. Yes, your girl is 38. She's going to get a pension. Um, I follow quite a lot of accounts on Instagram that are to do with money and just being financially savvy and stuff because I definitely am not. It's an area I really struggle with. Um, And they're saying that like, basically, say you get taxed at 40% or something, but pensions, the government will double or like match what you put in. Look, I am not Martin Lewis. I don't know if any of this is right, but you get the gist. Like basically you're paying less tax on that money because it's going into a pension. Look, don't follow me for fucking financial advice. But it sounded legit when I heard it. And I was like, yeah, I don't have any pension. I have nothing for my future at all. And so I... I'm setting up a meeting with a pensions person and we're going to go through and figure out what is something I can pay into regularly and know that I'll be okay when I am an old lady. Hopefully when I'm an old lady, I'll be so wealthy that I'll just be like, give it all to Battersea Dogs Home. But we don't know. We don't know. Um, So what would you be able to do that would be a highly symbolic action for you? Could you start overpaying your mortgage every month, even by like £100? Could you set up a pension if you don't have one? Could you maybe set up a small savings account so you could start saving every month? What is a highly symbolic action you could take if you've got your own business could you hire a bookkeeper someone to do your accounts someone to do your tax return that is a great one and finally I didn't know whether to include this one or not so this is point seven is to set yourself a new energetic set point and the reason I didn't know whether to include this was because This is a tool that we learned about in Amanda Francis's book, Rich as Fuck, and it blew my mind. And there's so much to it that I kind of don't want to condense it down just into one point. But again, if you want to join the book club, you can go back and listen to any of the books we've done at any time. And when I say listen to any of them, what I mean is every single chapter... I kind of condense and pick out my favorite points and do the exercises with you and tell you how it applies to my own life and share the book club bitches experiences as well. So we've done this with every single book. There's an episode per chapter. You can go back and listen to any of the old books at any time. Um, When we learn about these energetic set points, it fucking blew my mind. And it's basically the belief that we all allow ourselves to reach a financial minimum of how little we allow ourselves to have and a maximum of how much we allow ourselves to have. And 
we don't realize that we have these, but once you learn about energetic set points, and I've decided I, I cannot explain this all in one little point. You're going to have to go and read about it. Educate yourself because it's fucking amazing. Um, You will fucking die because I have changed my energetic set points a couple of times. And every time I cannot believe how almost effortlessly it happens. I don't know how else to describe it. It just effortlessly happens. And I've kind of bumped up against a new energetic set point for myself. And I've kind of been at this figure for quite a while now. And I know it's just because that's the last energetic set point I set for myself. That was the last limit I set. That's how much abundance I allowed myself to have. And so now I really need to push on through and set a new target for myself and say, this is my new energetic set point. This is how much I'm willing to let myself have in my bank account. And like I say, I can't explain it all here because it's fucking wild, but please do go and read. If you want to read Rich as Fuck, or I think the book Get Rich Lucky Bitch has it in as well. I'm not too sure. Um, but it's wild. It is wild. In fact, I think I have an entire podcast episode about it. You can go back and listen to it. I'm sure there's one called Energetic Set Points or something like that. Anyway, those are my top six or seven, we don't remember how many, tips about having a little wealth energetic shakeup in your life. Think of it as a little financial spring clean. I hope today's episode has been useful. I hope you found some real value in it. And if you have, please do your girl a solid and leave me a review. It literally takes mere seconds. You don't have to sign into anything. don't have to register. You literally just click five stars. I mean, I would recommend five stars. And just leave me a little review if you want. Um, And subscribe so you never miss an episode. And it really helps the podcast. Those three things really help me out. And if you want to expand your money mindset and your knowledge in this area even more, I actually offer a three-week online workshop called Manifesting Money. And it is a three-week workshop where you have a weekly video. We go through that week's tasks and learnings together. And then you have have a PDF printable workbook where you can do all of the exercises during the week. And at the end of the three weeks, boom, you're a rich bitch now. So if you want to go and do that, it is at my website, francescaamper.com. And I also have my very, very popular, I think it is actually the most popular subliminal I do, um, the wealth one. I've now incorporated wealth and success into an eight hour subliminal. So I think there's five hours of wealth, three hours of success, and it's designed to be played overnight so that when you're in that super important hypnotic state of going to sleep and waking up those theta waves, you are being reprogrammed with these wealth and success affirmations. And I play it almost every night. And when I don't play that one, I'm playing the other one. So honestly, get on the subliminal train. It's gonna change your life. Again, those are at francescaamber.com. Okay, bitches, thank you so much for being here with me today. I've absolutely loved it. I've loved being back recording. Um, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Louise Pentland. I really love that. And I've got some more episodes coming up with amazing guests that I know you're going to get so much value from. All right, it's my time to go. I'll see you soon. The law of attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. 
What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands, or maybe you're a crafter. And you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go. Or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30-day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com